Welcome to Far Better, where we look to be pleasing to God in this life, so our eternity is far better. I'm Michael Clark. I'm your host for this program, and as always, you can email us. We'll include our email down in the description of this video below. Email us with a question, a thought, maybe an episode idea that you have, and we would love to hear from you. Our episode today is going to be talking about who the church's foundation is. Who is the church's foundation? We've spent a lot of our episodes discussing the importance of having a solid foundation, both in our lives and also in our Christian lives. But what about the church? Doesn't the church need a foundation? Scripture tells me who the foundation of the church is, and that is Jesus Christ. Have you ever really stopped to consider Jesus Christ being the foundation of the church? With what we talked about a few episodes back, where if the entire foundation isn't properly laid and properly fitted together, the rest of the building is off and out of whack. What if Jesus Christ isn't properly laid as the foundation for the congregation where you attend? You might start to notice some cracks where you didn't notice before. Jesus Christ is the foundation of the church. You know, Peter preached Jesus to people as the foundation of the church. In fact, he called him Lord and Christ in Acts 2.36. He is the Lord, the Christ. Ephesians 2.20 and also 3.10-11 tells me that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, and it was always God's intention to make Jesus the head of his church and the foundation thereof. So, is Jesus Christ the foundation of the congregation where you're attending? You might immediately want to say yes, but there is something to consider here. Will any other foundation work? You might also... In the same token, be sitting there thinking, why is it so important that Jesus is the foundation of the church? I mean, our elders are just as important as Jesus, right? Because they're the leaders of the church, so why can't we edify and build them up? If you look at 1 Corinthians 3, 10 and 11, you have your answer as to whether or not any other foundation will work. Paul writes, according to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. You know, preachers, teachers, they're builders of God's house. And they build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ by converting others to Christ and by bringing other people to the Lord's church and to become a part of his body then that tells me that the message that these people preach and teach has to coexist with what Jesus would preach and teach. Can we say about every one of our congregations that Jesus is the head? He is the Savior of our body. And we don't put others on a pedestal. If we're not careful, 
preachers become the church to us. They become what we deem the foundation. Don't believe me? When was the last time your congregation was searching for a preacher? Did you lose any members when that occurred? Maybe your preacher moved just about an hour away, got another opportunity, furthered his ministry, and some of the members followed him. You ever had that happen? What if the preacher had to be let go? You ever had people follow the preacher even then? Don't get me wrong. I have preachers in the Lord's church that I look up to that I would go into battle with and I would fight. But they can't be the foundation of the church. And I think we're selling the church short when we make our men or our women the forefront of the church in our minds. Well, I can't think of so-and-so church without that man as the preacher. Or I can't imagine a congregation where that lady doesn't serve as an elder's wife. Maybe we should. Because it seems like their leadership has been faulty. I always find it amazing on the football field when a quarterback throws an interception and he points to himself and basically says, that's my fault. And then in turn, when a good leader does something like that, you start to see his receivers do the same thing when they messed up on the route. I remember watching the movie Remember the Titans, and maybe you've seen that. Gary Bertier and Julius Campbell are talking at the water fountain about how neither one of them are really doing a good job on their defense. And Gary tells Julius that he needs to be a better defender. He needs to work harder. He needs to have a better attitude. And Julius responds with one of the greatest lines I've ever heard, which is, attitude reflects leadership, Captain. You want me to have a better attitude? Well, then what are you going to do to help me have one? You see, when the foundation of your leadership is a man, it's not going to be as good. What did Jesus Christ ever do wrong? Really take a moment to think about it. I'll wait. Yeah, I can't think of anything either. He never sinned. Isaiah 53 tells me there was no guile found in his mouth. Anytime Jesus was tempted, he always gave the right response. He always handled it the right way. The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they came up and they tried to ensnare and trap and trip Jesus up. And yet every time he gave the right answer. Isn't that amazing to you? Because I know for me, I have been in situations where I have stumbled when I was tempted, and I fell short. Because I'm not Jesus. I'm not the Savior of the body. I don't have to be. He is that for me and for you. 
but I have to build upon it. The Bible class teachers and the preachers and those who do everything that they can to teach others the Word of God, if they were to compromise, if you as a teacher were to compromise what the Bible said, how can you hope to build properly upon the foundation? You know, you can have a great foundation and build the walls wrong and the building will still fall. But the concrete won't. The foundation will stand, stand firm and fast, but the rest of the building will tumble down around it. And that's going to be the case for a lot of our churches and families because the foundation of Christ is there, but we don't build upon it properly. When I have that opportunity to sit with my wife and to discuss biblical things, if I were to compromise on what the Bible says, how can I then turn around and act as though I'm building properly on the foundation? When I encourage someone, when I look at you or you look at me and we were to have a conversation and I'm trying to encourage you, I have to make sure I'm doing it biblically. Being a good Christian, that's all found in the example of Jesus, our foundation. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ our Lord. We've sung that song a time or two, haven't we? So what am I doing with it? You might ask, well, is there another way? Because Jesus' way is just too difficult. Paul tells me in 1 Corinthians 3.11, there is no other foundation that anyone can lay than the one that's already been laid. And that's Jesus Christ. You may remember the phrase, there can only be one. It's been used in countless different sporting tactics and advertisements for things there can only be one and you have to pick which one it is there can only be one savior but i don't get to pick who it is it's already been pre-selected for me revelation tells me that jesus was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world so how can i hope how can i expect how can i try to find another But you know, the foundation has been laid, but I still have work to do. It never ceases to amaze me that Sunday comes every week. I heard it all the time in the school of preaching. People would tell me, my instructors would say, the greatest fear and worry of preaching is that Sunday comes once a week. You know what they meant by that, right? That, that meant every week I have to be prepared and ready to give them that are in the congregation something to listen to, and I have to get up and have something to say. And so my week is dominated by me studying the Bible and, and trying to find the right messages, the right way to interpret the Bible to where I can then turn around and give it to others to bless their lives as it's blessed mine. The work is never done for a preacher, but really it's never done for a Christian either. We don't get a retirement on this earth. 
until our bodies are retired and we move to eternity. Paul would echo this sentiment by talking about building upon a foundation with gold and silver and precious stones and wood and hay and straw and all of these things that won't withstand the fire. You put them in the fire, they're, they're not going to work. They're going to burn up. But if your work endures the fire, you'll receive a reward. What am I going to do with the foundation of Jesus? What am I going to do with it? What are, what are we going to do with it? Because you and I are in this together. How can we make the foundation thrive properly? I can tell you one thing. The beautiful thing about Christianity is we already have the gospel. A lot of the work has already been done for us. We have a simple task if you really think about it. Go give it to others. We'll do that with far less. We will rant and rave about a good place to eat or a great place that we can go and have a good family activity with our friends or, man, did you see what the gas prices were recently? They're so low. They're lower than they've ever been. And we will tell everybody that we know. Can't we tell them about the foundation of the church? I have a grill, and I, I love to grill out. When I put my coals onto the fire, and I begin the process of lighting them, I understand that that fire is going to only be hot for so long. Eventually, when I finish grilling, I close the grill, I shut every valve and opening to where the fire will stay contained and slowly begin to die. And by the next morning, when I go out, I open it up, and sure enough, everything in there has burned up, except the grill. The grill is able to withstand that heat. It's able to take it, so to speak. My work and the works that I will bring before the Lord have to be like that grill. And I can tell you the only way that that happens is if I take the foundation of Jesus Christ and I don't compromise it, I continue to build upon it the way that he wants it to be built by not compromising on the truth, by preaching whether I like what I'm seeing or not, preaching the whole counsel of God because it will save my soul and those that hear me. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 16. I guess I should say 1 Timothy 4.16 because that's where it is. <laughs> See, I'm not perfect. I don't have to be. Jesus already is for me. But I do have to live up to his example. And I've got to do a better job of it. Don't you too have the opportunity to do a better job in this life? I know if we do, our lives are far better. I want to thank you for tuning in to Far Better on this episode. Don't forget you can email us. Email is included down below in the description. And I want to know that our eternities will be better. But the only way that that happens 
is if we do what we can now to please the Lord. So I hope and pray that we please God now so our eternities are far better.